Montrez Harrell joins the Philadelphia 76ers, so they're getting better, right? And the odds for making the playoffs are out. A few surprises. And Patrick Beverly introduced as a Laker. Russell Westbrook was there. They hugged it out. Are they really cool with each other? It's all right now on the Wednesday Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to the Locked On NBA podcast. Thanks for making this show part of your daily routine. Happy to have you here every day with a fresh free podcast covering the NBA on Wednesdays. I'm one of your regular co-hosts, John Corrales. I host the Locked On Celtics podcast, and I'm on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. John, when yeah. you come to New Orleans for the game this year, am I going to give you a bigger hug than the uh, Patrick Beverly Russell I Westbrook one? So I hope so. <laughs> a little, just a little extra. Not you know, not, not one of those little like taps. I want like a hey, I actually miss you type of hugs. I think we've gotten to that point. How long oh, have we yeah. been doing the show together? It's, it's so I just made six years on the network. Mm-hmm. I, I was like the technically the second host of Locked On Pelicans. The first host only did like a handful of shows before they quit. So I'm like grandfathered in as like an original host of the oh, network, I think. And so are you. And that. you've been there from the beginning. Um, yep. And we've been doing this for four I, I years. Start, I, think. I did start mine with I started out with a couple of other hosts. So I've, I have been one of the original hosts, but I didn't, haven't done my show solo for this whole time. But uh but we we started together. They started locked on NBA pretty quickly after uh, mm-hmm. the whole network got together. And we're we're one of the, has everyone else shifted partners? We're the only ones I think that have stayed. This yeah, only, that's a good point. This is the only locked on NBA podcast with the original hosts from day one. Yeah, cool. Go us. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So to, to wrap it all up. I expect an actual hug. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And my drink already in hand by the time I get into the bar, whatever bar we're going to be at. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But let's uh, let's let's get into this because uh, before the Celtics play the Pelicans, they got to play the Sixers, and the Sixers continue to get better and to continue to bring in former Houston Rockets. This one's Montrez Harrell. Who started out his career? People, I don't know if people remember his first two seasons at Houston, but he played with James Harden, part of Daryl Morey's original crew, and so Daryl Morey bringing in the guys that he knows. And this one is on a two-year, five-point-two million-dollar deal. Montrez Harrell, for people who don't know, had a felony marijuana charge, knocked down to a misdemeanor, and basically no real punishment if he's clean for the next. 12 months, which I would expect. I don't even know the circumstances. Don't even care. It's all cleared up. And so the Sixers get a pretty cheap guy that can that can be helpful for all of Montrez Harrell's fault, getting him for two years, 5.2 million, which second year would be a player option. So one year, so he can come back and kind of get himself back together and, and, and enter free agency again with the, so he can make real money. But that's a that's a hell of a find for the Sixers. 
Oh, look, it, two years on the minimum deal for him, even if it's just one year, I think is absolutely great for what they need. He's like a perfect change of pace guy from Joel Embiid, right? When you want to play some more small ball and maybe play a little bit faster, it's it's a nice kind of look that they weren't able to throw at opponents last year. He wasn't the most productive in Charlotte last season, but previously he's been six man of the year when he was with the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, Joel Embiid is probably, unfortunately, going to miss some games at some point this season. This is a guy that you can kind of plug right in. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, It's a guy that probably appeases James Harden to a certain extent as well and makes him feel like he made the right decision on giving up money, which they're, you know, using to bring him in. Overall, like... There's a no. This is a no risk signing that only has upside to the to the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Like this isn't the piece that necessarily wins them a title, but this is a good move nonetheless. I mean, I think it just any any productive player that you can add at this point of the season. It's September. We're recording on September sixth, so training camp is only a few weeks away for everybody, and you're getting a guy like Montrez Harrell, who I think a lot of teams were sitting around waiting for this thing to clear up and to see what would happen. And now that it's gone, you know, gone away, I think team said, Hey, we want, we want to, to bring you in. I think he had a, a lot of choices for, it's not like he was just sitting around waiting for his phone to ring a lot of, I think a lot of teams wanted to get Montrez Harrell. And so he goes to a place where he's comfortable. He knows he's going to get some run for, for exactly what you said. Now that you, you not only say he, uh, Joel Embiid, should you know will probably miss a few games he should like actually planned out let's start resting Joel Embiid I want Joel Embiid from a Philly perspective to say okay I'm done I'm done chasing the MVP I'm not chasing the MVP anymore I think for for Joel Embiid it just needs to be I'm gonna play I'm gonna play whatever games I need to play make you know help this help help the the Sixers win and then if you need to sit on the back end of a back-to-back from time to time, miss a couple of games, load manage, don't worry about how it impacts your standing and all of that. Organically, if the Sixers, if this all comes together for the Sixers and they are now in that top of the East with Milwaukee and Boston and they they rise above, they can separate themselves from Miami, then I think organically you have the potential for Joel Embiid to be an MVP candidate. Now we'll see how James Harden impacts that, but with that in mind, he can sit. And now you've got now you've got Montrez Harrell, who you can throw out there, even even against like if you got the right matchup and you don't need Embiid to dominate against somebody, you say fine. Joel, sit down. Trez, you get out there. You know that that center combination that they have now, that 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 big man combination that they have now, without uh, Embiid, good enough. And yeah, and that, totally. That will help them be a championship contender because one of the biggest issues has been that Embiid has not been healthy for extended playoff runs. So that's the key to this, right? Because I don't think Montrezl Harrell is going to help them a ton in the actual postseason. I think what we've seen from him, you know, in his time in the NBA is it doesn't quite work nearly as much there, but they got to get Joel Embiid there in the first place, right? That's kind of what I meant when I said, like, you know, he's not the piece that's going to win him a title. Like, he, you're not going to have postseason hero Montrez Harrell here. But if it means Joel Embiid can be healthy for the second round of the playoffs and for them not to get bounced out that way, this move's huge, 
right? It's just basically right. insurance in a sense from Joel Embiid that makes a regular season a whole lot easier and just gives you more flexibility, whether it's different lineups and styles that you want to play on the court or simply doing load management and keeping the guy who can lead you to a title along with James Harden completely healthy for all of that. So it's just a smart move, I think, by the Philadelphia 76ers. This is their fifth former Rocket on there or is it six? Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's at least five. It's, it's at least because I'm well. Obviously, Harden, House, Tucker. Uh, who am I missing? Um, I'm missing somebody. It's, it's a number of guys, but the it's, the, it's, the exact ones don't matter. But it is a lot of guys. It's yeah. It's it's Maury getting the band back together and and building. But hey, look in in Philly with with some of the the guys that they have now. Uh, with Maxi, and you know, hopefully they can get uh, Thibel to unlock something in his game, in his offensive game, so he can hit the floor. You never, you never know how this can this can work, and maybe maybe it helps Tobias Harris be a little bit more consistent. Maybe it helps some of these other guys be more consistent that have that have had struggled. Uh, you know, just one more threat on the floor, a guy that can go in there and grab some offensive rebounds. It's it's just I think, and and so like to your point. If you shorten your rotation and shorten uh, shorten Trez out of it, then so be it. By that time, it's playoffs are here and whatever you need to do. And if you need him to come in from time to time, it's it's not that he has to sit entirely in in the playoffs. It's that he has to sit against certain matchups. And I think yeah, you can still you can still steal five minutes here, five minutes there with him on the floor. And you have the option of saying, oh, nope, not working anymore. Take them out. But just just overall, just good news for the Sixers. They they have had a, a, an offseason that has led to, I think, a lot of different po- possibilities. And it's still still yet to be seen how it all works together, how Tucker can – can P.J. Tucker continue to be what he's been? Uh, can, can Daniel House kind of – rebound a little bit can some of these guys find themselves that haven't been consistent and and obviously there's the doc rivers kind of element to all of this where some some playoff issues there but it's just some just some but look bottom line best case scenario for the sixers you just added you just added a good player and the east is gonna be tough especially after cleveland Got it's, better. It's a tough conference. It's just tough. And I, one of the things I've been talking about all podcasts I've been doing about the East, the pressure is on now for these guys to to get to the top, because, and this will be my final point. Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Now Miami was the one seed last year. Um, uh, there, uh, who else is in that mix that I'm totally forgetting about right now? Uh, why am I drawing so many blanks? <laughs> um, it's it's deep off season here. It's, it's this is peak off season. Is like what teams are good in the east in the Eastern right. Conference, so right? Like um, so Brooklyn. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. If things come together in Brooklyn, now that's a fifth team that's good. Cleveland, if that all you know works, that's a sixth team that's good. So so two of those teams are going to be out after the first round, and so yeah. you need to you need to climb to the top. That top two seeds become so supremely important in the east so this just improves the odds for philly to get into that top two because getting to that top two takes a little bit of the pressure off 
you don't want to be in a four five with, you know, Miami and Cleveland or Miami and Brooklyn or something like that. That's just going to be brutal. One of those teams is going to go home. You don't want to be one of those. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We got odds on whether these teams are going to make the playoffs or not, too. We yeah. got these uh, today, yesterday. BetOnline.ag put out the odds for uh, teams making the playoffs. Some surprises here are teams that are not favored to make the playoffs. We'll talk about that when we come back. First of all, let's talk about Built Bar and Built Bar Puffs. If you're not, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you really are missing out. I, I had a, a box of Built They sent me some Built Bar Puffs, and I had a 13-year-old in the car. And uh, I said, here, try one of these. And he inhaled that and then asked for more. So if a 13-year-old is eating these things, they are delicious. And now they've got cookie dough chunk puffs, which is basically all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. And, oh, by the way, only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. And not just protein. All of these bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits. So you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Chocolate dough chunk. I mean, cookie dough chunk puffs. And so it's covered in chocolate, covered in hundred percent chocolate, healthy, tasty cookie dough, chocolate, light, fluffy mixture. Why haven't you already gotten these? You can go to built.com right now. Use the promo code locked on 15. It's a new promo code, but you can use it as often as you want. Locked on 15, grab cookie dough chunk puff. If you'd like, try that, try another one, try, try as many as you want, or as few as you want. I guarantee you're going to go back because I keep going back. Locked on 15 is a promo code and it gets you 15% off your order every time. Locked on 15, every time at built.com. Now let's get back into uh, our odds. First, let's thank you for making uh, Locked on NBA your first listen every day. You can make every single team episode, including my Locked on Celtics, Jake's Locked on Pelicans, who are favored to make the playoffs, both of our teams, uh, or some of these surprising teams that are not made, uh, not favored to make the playoffs and say, huh, I wonder what the reaction is to this news about these teams not being favored to make the playoffs. I am very interested in locked on Blazers, Jake, because the Portland Trail Blazers are not favored to make the playoffs, which to me is a bit of a surprise. I thought if you look at the West, I thought Portland would be at least one of the teams in the mix. Now, I guess the question here is it's not just, it's not play-in teams. This, this is after the play-in is over, this has to be the top eight. So I'm a little surprised that Portland's not in there, but what do you think? You think that Portland is one of the teams that's going to make it here or not? No, so they they were one that surprised me, and it looked like they're kind of like right on on the cusp of you know they don't have long odds on either side of being favored to make it or not. They're they're kind of like right there. You know, if you look at like those playing spots in the Western Conference, you know, it's like a bloodbath to a certain degree, right? Like the Lakers might be in that mix. Heck, the Pelicans might be in that mix. You've got Portland, who still is going to have now a healthy and rested Damian Lillard. Brought in a guy like Jeremy Grant, so they've improved their roster to a certain degree. Kept some of the young players that were good for him last season but you also have a team like the Kings right and are they going to be able to make it work with Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox and so you look at that and it's like 
Well, it kind of goes to what you were saying in the last segment, right? When you're looking at the top six teams in the East and like, well, two of them are going to be gone. Well, you still have these, you know, four teams, five teams maybe that seem like they should be playing tournament teams and not everyone's going to do it. And even fewer are going to kind of come out of that. So I think when you when you kind of look at that like middle of the table bloodbath pillow fight, depending on how you want to view it here, that could be something that ends up sending them home to a certain degree. I like the bloodbath pillow fight. That is one something like that, right? Pillow fight. I was like, I'm talking about Maybe like a fight for the tenth spot. I don't know if I can call this a bloodbath. This is. <laughs> I wonder what they're stuffing into those pillows. Uh, so the if I'm just going to go through the West teams with the best odds, uh, Golden State at uh, minus 20, 2,500. Uh, what's that? 25, 25 to one, one to, mm-hmm. one to twenty, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm clearly not that much of a gambler. Uh, the Clippers are next. So it's, it's Golden State, Clippers, Suns, Memphis, Denver, Dallas, Minnesota, and the Lakers are the eighth seed. That means the first West team that is out, uh, the Pelicans are favored, but that, did I miss something there? No, they, they do, right? Like, so something Heavy to keep odds. in mind with these odds is to, like, entice action, right? That's something we got to right. keep in mind when we talk about a lot of this stuff. So they're throwing a number of teams in there because I added up earlier and I'm like, wait a second. Wait, that's, that's nine, nine teams. teams. Yeah. That would be cool. I, as, a, as someone who covers the Western Conference team, would love that. Yes. But also, I will say, Lakers odds never make sense. And they've never been off the sense. board for a long time, right? Like, they've they've been kind of one of these funky teams and we'll get into it yeah. in the next segment too right like also, i don't know if i would go ahead no i was gonna say and i'm not saying this is a celtics guy i'm not I'm, i don't want this for like to come off as celtics guy to, you know, shut up the <laughs> <laughs> uh, celtics guy is like crapping all over the lakers odds no lakers fans skew the odds because especially in, in like las vegas it's a very short drive from LA to Vegas and and they may they have historically thrown off the odds because like you said it's money coming in and so the odds get better for the Lakers to make the playoffs just to entice some action you're like oh wow I can I can get you know plus uh what is it plus 200 if the the Lakers miss the playoffs yeah let me throw let me throw a couple of bills on that and uh, make a little bit of money here because I don't think the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs so that's that's the Celtics fan coming out. There, uh. there you go. No, you're not wrong on some of that, right? Like, I, I think it's kind of, I like, they're they're a playing tournament team, right? Like, that's what they are to me. I don't think they're a top six team in the Western Conference. I don't think they are a contender. But to have minus uh, two sixty to make the postseason seems kind of extreme to me to a certain degree, right? Like, should they have better odds to make the postseason than the Atlanta Hawks? And I'm really not so sure, even with the East being very, very competitive. And that more speaks to the Lakers roster and the fact that, you know, when we looked at like the GM survey last week and one of the top like surprising things was Westbrook's still on there. And that was a disaster last year. And you hear Darvin Ham say they want him to be a defender and a corner three shooter because that's been Russell Westbrook his whole career. If there's anything that could define (laughs) him, right? Like you look at them and they're just such an outlier and such a strange betting number on things that you're right. It's because of them. There's nine in the Western conference. That's right. That's right. Uh, They have better odds than Atlanta, Toronto, 
Chicago, New Orleans. Uh, like, no, get out of here with that. You know, like Sacramento, you mentioned that. Um, and then at the bottom, the bottom makes sense. But um, I, I just don't think that the Lakers actually have better odds to make the playoffs than Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. I mean, two of those, two of those teams in the East are going to make the playoffs. So, um, I, any other surprises here? I mean, out out of the playoffs, they have the Knicks, Portland, Charlotte, Washington, Sacramento, Detroit, Orlando, OKC, Houston, Indy, San Antonio, and Utah. All of that makes sense to me, with the possibility that Charlotte could maybe sneak in. Uh, we talked about Portland. I'm not I'm not sold on the Knicks, but yeah, I mean, there's those the, so they're an close. interesting one to kind of look at, right? With like the Knicks that didn't make the postseason last year, had a chance to make a move this summer potentially for a guy like Donovan Mitchell. And I'm famously wrong now for him not getting traded there. Also, that's like the second time you and I have done a show, and the next day a dude was moved. Um, we talked about literally last week was like, Oh, the chances him getting moved now are, are not going to happen at all. And then next, next day, two days later, he was traded. We did one with Kawhi Leonard too, with the Spurs. We're like, yeah, we think Popovich can fix the relationship. And then at like two in the morning, he was traded. I remember waking up being like, I'm not, I'm not doing a new show. So I should, we should, we should not make predictions on this sort of stuff. No, no. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's going to stand? Uh, yeah, look, I think that Westbrook, Durant, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Russell Westbrook totally. I think that Russell Westbrook is totally gonna work in Los Angeles, especially get totally get now with Patrick Beverly in town, right? You yeah, feel that? But, so anyway, going back to the, the point of the segment, um, silly offseason, um, like you see the, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers jump up in their chances to make the postseason, a team that. Wasn't in there last year, minus 280 per betonline.net, right, to make the postseason. And the Knicks are minus 192 not. Makes you wonder, like, should they have really kind of gone for it like that just to kind of see it laid out in terms of the odds and what Vegas is thinking with some of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guessing this was – they talked about it yesterday on the podcast. If you missed yesterday's Lockdown NBA, they talked about the Knicks playing themselves and and kind of – misstepping on the the whole Donovan Mitchell pursuit and, and and maybe they should have maybe they should have pulled that trigger maybe they should have taken that more seriously because I agree with those guys that I think the Knicks uh I think they're right on about the Knicks kind of saying ah no he's he's coming over here it's that's gonna happen yeah Cleveland can counter offer but we'll get another opportunity to match that offer and Danny Ainge is like nope that's not how I operate and so even though there's rumors that Danny Ainge wasn't part of the the negotiations. That I think is is just being put out there for whatever purpose. Like Danny Ainge, fingerprints are all over that move. So yeah, I think I think there's some level of the Knicks kind of like messing that up. But hey, they also you got R.J. Barrett back, and he's and he's you know the the contract situation is set up uh, long term, so he should be comfortable. You, I, I'm sure that. Um, um, why is my brain completely <laughs> failing me right now? I am, I cannot believe my, <laughs> how bad my, my, uh, Jalen Brunson, Jesus. There Jake, you go. Yeah. That's kind of a big one. Have you been like funneling some hurricanes, like somehow through the internet into my head? Because I am just completely drawing blanks here. 
Uh, they got yeah, Jalen. My, my internet connection can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get Brunson. Uh, maybe Randall can kind of figure figure out how to play, you know, play with these guys and is a little less ball dominant. Maybe some of these things work out a little bit and then, and it works. So they were good two years ago. They were good two years ago. And Julius Randle was a second team, all NBA guy, right? Like it was a, it was a rough past season. Then he got his contract. Like it was a rough past season. There's still like enough talent there to like make me remember when they were a four seed and, you know, 10 games over 500 and then you add Brunson, like you say. So it's like, I don't know. I think they're a little surprising to me on how bad their odds are, but they're also still kind of close to being even too. So it's not like that bad. Yeah. So uh, just so people know, best odds to make the, the, the playoffs, Boston, Milwaukee, Golden State, Clippers and Phoenix. Phoenix too high. No, because they're a lock to make the postseason. If we're talking about championship contender, right, that's where yeah. I took some of the issues. We talked about that a little bit to a degree, right, with uh, them being ahead of the Golden State Warriors and, like, the the straw poll from ESPN. Like, that seems wrong to me. But, like, yeah, I absolutely believe Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Monty Williams are going to get that team into the postseason. Yeah. Like, that's fine to me. All right. Well, I know that uh, we, we did get into the Lakers talk, but today – was um a banner day <laughs> pat beverly got uh introduced super excited to play alongside russell westbrook we'll talk about that uh right now uh first i want to tell you about the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the nfl season local team experts of the lockdown podcast network plus a betting angle from lee sterling of lockdown bets all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. You can search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can make it your second listen here after Lockdown NBA because it's your team every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So Pat Beverly signed by the or traded by the, uh, they traded for him, uh, trade away Taylor Horton Tucker for him. And uh, so Pat Beverly was in LA working out at the practice facility, and he also had his uh, introductory press conference. I've never seen, Jake, the introductory press conference fresh off of a workout. Off a workout. Yeah. Um, pardon my, you know, cynicism, but I feel like that's like, hi, I'm Patrick Beverly. I work so much that I don't have time to do my, my intro press conference. I'm going to get a workout in before my introductory press conference just to show you all how hard I'm working. That I would not put that past Pat, Pat Beverly. So, okay, we're, we're, we're going to dive into this one, right? Because like so much of this stuff seems so fake and like almost <laughs> plain, like obviously fake. Like this is just a shiny facade on things. Like let's not pretend like there isn't some bad blood between Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Can they get over that? Yeah. Do they need to like do it this way to make you think that like everything's cool? It's just like the, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're cynical here. Right. But it feels at times like the definition of like trying too hard. What Russell Westbrook threw him a towel during the press conference. Cause you're so sweaty from working out. Mm. And Patrick Beverly is like, Oh, first dime of many from my dude over here. And it's like <laughs> the eye roll is so hard on something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's Los Angeles. It's Hollywood. It's a, so much is like, okay, 
Let's get this. Let's get Russell Westbrook in there. I I don't believe in anything. I, I think it's all part of the staged kind of scenery. Everything, everything in, in a situation like this is, is scripted. It's all crafted to put out a certain type of uh certain type of look that people can, especially Lakers fans that that are kind of like, ooh, do, can, can these guys play together? And it's like, yeah, yeah, they can. Look at this. Look at first of all, look at how hard he's working. He's here sweating. He's doing his introduction here, sweating. And now here, oh wow, we didn't know that Russell Westbrook was going to show up, and he got him a towel. Guys, look at this. I mean, they hugged, man. They hugged. They hugged. They hugged. Which what do you think the script real. called for? Real or fake, Jake? Real or fake? Let's play our Wednesday real or fake. That hug was legitimate, and they are all cool with each other. Okay. I'm not going to give you an answer just yet. I've spent a lot of time today, don't tell my like day job, looking at that video of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly breaking, hugging. Breaking down Zapruder film of the hug between Westbrook Man, and Beverly. This was, this was the social media stuff today, right? You probably don't know this. Have you seen the thing about Harry Styles maybe spitting on Chris Pine in the video from that and everything? And like, man... I got sucked into that. So this was my day today. It was just going down. It, yeah, you're like looking it up right now. Being like, I don't know. What are these Chris words? Pine? Who's Chris Pine? <laughs> the actor. He's I don't. I legitimately. Woman. Okay, I have don't to, worry. I have, I have, I'm going to Google, Google it. it because uh, I have no idea. <laughs> John gets schooled in pop oh, culture. Oh, I know who this on, guy is. Oh, yeah, that's see, totally. yeah, oh okay, Pine. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, maybe gets spit on, and it really looks like he got spit on, and people were trying to break this down today. So I was like, let me do the same for this because we got a show tonight, and I want to be a professional here. They have two taps, right? Like two two dap ups on the hug, right? Like you got them around, and it's two like pats to the back. That 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 says there's something genuine there because you could just do one and go. But at the same point, if you're trying to fake it, wouldn't you maybe embrace a little bit longer than like two quick pats and then just kind of move on? So I think this is not fake. I think they just kind of both knew they needed to make it look good enough and there wasn't like a script called. For, are you looking at the video and seeing if he's spitting right now? I'm like looking at how intensely you're looking at this. I'm, and like I'm, you've got to I'm be. looking at Harry Styles. I'm listening to you, but I'm also looking at the uh, obnoxious collar that Harry Styles is, is wearing. Oh, uh, Colangelo's got nothing on him, right? Oh, oh, it's very Colangelo. It's it's like, it's Photoshopped Colangelo. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm going to say, I think the hug was genuine, but I also think it was like genuine in like, oh, we don't want to make people look bad, but it wasn't like predetermined to set this up and to like plan it out to that degree. I feel like it's kind of like in a relationship where you're like, it's a strained relationship and you got to go to the party and, and you don't want to let on that things are strained. So it's like a little bit over the top. Oh, I love you, Pookie. Like that, it's like, like a like, quick. Uh, there's people we don't like, right? Like, there's there's people in media here in New Orleans I don't like, and I say hi to them, right? Like, and it's just like, hey man, good to see you. Like, shake their hand and kind of like move on, oh, and it's yeah. kind of quick, sure. but like cordial. That's what this was, right? Like, that's that's a cordial embrace between two people who don't like each other who know there are cameras around. Was it like, <laughs> de- was it like thought of ahead of time to be like, let's make sure we hug and I'm going to tap you on the back twice and that's how it'll be? No, but you can tell they're just like, let's go through some motions. Let's do the right yeah. thing. I don't know what was so funny about that. No, one, I'm, just yeah. thinking, I'm just thinking of like, okay, I'm going to tap you on the back twice. The second tap means you disengage and we will both turn and walk the other way. 
Man, there's some like unwritten rules with that stuff. You you know exactly what I'm talking about. Of like, we know, are not going to shake hands a second longer than we need to because we both don't like each other, but we just got to be polite because we're courtside before a game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I and I will I will add this just for the Lakers fans who are probably fuming at this point. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This this thing no. doesn't actually matter. Uh, some teams have great chemistry and everybody seems to like each other. But even on the teams with the best chemistry, there's like two guys who never hang out, right? There's there's always like some guys on this side and some guys on that side of the room, and they they're fine with each other. They don't dislike each other, and they but they play and whatever. And then one guy goes home and one guy goes this way, and they never hang out except for like at a team dinner or like yeah, somebody's got a totally event, fine. You know, I'll come by, I'll come by, but that's fine. There are people who don't like each other. There are some teams where the chemistry is kind of like eh. Uh, and and one guy hates hates the other guy, but they get through and they're fine. Liking liking everybody on your team is overrated. Like seriously, you don't have to be friends. You don't have to be buddy buddy with everybody on your team. All you got to do is leave that stuff outside, leave it outside the locker room, get into the locker room, stay out of each other's way, listen to the listen to the coach, go out there, execute, and that's it. End of story. To- That's no, all totally. you have to do. You, you, I mean, you see this all the time, right? Like people, you'll have a player that requests a trade and then doesn't get moved right away. And the, you know, people are asking the teammates like, you know, what's that say about you guys? Probably means you're crappy, right? And they're like, I don't know, man. It's just a business. We go out and we play basketball with this guy and it's fine, right? Even though it's a very clearly insulting thing to say and to request a trade because it means your team's not good enough. So like, yeah, they get it. Like it's it's a job, right? Like that's sometimes what it is and you don't have to love everyone you work with, but you go out and you do your job to the best of the ability and you hopefully win games and then you hope it doesn't spiral into something entirely worse. And like Westbrook also knows that this is like his career is kind of not coming to a close, but is on the downswing, right? Like he's going to be, maybe he doesn't know that. Yeah, it's a fair face to make on that sort of thing. You would hope he realizes it and he's like, okay, you know, this is my teammate. I'm going to play nice. Even if I freaking despise this guy. I would, I would submit that he doesn't. And that's why he had to switch agents and why his agent left and made a statement on his way out and was like, uh, no, no, you need to do this. You need to accept something with the Lakers I think I think Westbrook is one of the guys, and hey, again, kind of don't blame him in some ways, but you know, obviously you do because you have to evolve. But he's probably going to be like, "This is how I am. This is who I am. This is what I've always done to be my best." And I got to. This is how I got to be to be my best. I can't if I play any different or act any different. I'm just not going to be my best, and so this is what I got to be. And it's hard for some guys. It's hard to change. It's hard to evolve. And if he can't evolve, he, he, whatever, like, this is what you get. This is what you get. But anyway, that's besides the point. This chemistry uh, between you and I, totally genuine though. We love each totally. other. I mean, we fake it extraordinarily well. I mean, <laughs> people actually believe that we like each other. Yes. <laughs> probably because we do, but yeah. Yes, yes we actually do. <laughs> it's like, let's not, let's not cause some locked on drama here. Locked on drama. Wait till you see what I say behind your back. I got pictures of you in a red dress, man. I can put those on Twitter. <laughs> and I've got pictures of you in a red dress. <laughs> Fair. So, wait a second. That's us together in the same photo. Uh, all right. That's, I think, a good place to wrap up. The uh, I should pull up that photo when we talk about it. But 
no, we'll leave it. We'll Next leave it week. to people's imaginations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody. That. I don't think you want that either. Uh, strike that from the record, Your Honor. Uh, all right, so we'll leave it there. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Training camp is three weeks away. I cannot, cannot wait for media days to start up in a few weeks. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll give you everything that comes up over the course of the NBA offseason, the rest of the NBA offseason. So make sure you stick with Lockdown NBA. As always, on Wednesdays, I am one of your co-hosts, John Corrales. You can listen to me on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake. Make sure you're subscribed. Watch the show on YouTube so you can see all the funny faces I was making during what the, the uh, points that Jake was making. Uh, make sure you're subscribed there. Comment, all of that stuff. Feed the algorithm so we can uh, spread that out uh, as well. And uh, share the podcast. Tell your friends, family, everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown NBA podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.